Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPN The Walk-On. Today's episode, we figure out Matt Stafford's next landing spot while exploring all the different ways to bet on the Super Bowl. And as a bonus, Joel has a fun way to bet on wrestling. And now, from the Bet Bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Wolkowski. Hello, everybody. What's up on a Wednesday night? This is TP and the Walk-On. You are watching the Props Network. We just switched sides. We're going <laughs> electric-fying here. I am Joel Walkowski, the professional gambler. I'm going to put the talk, the chat, and all of that into your favorite sports gambling analysis and other stories that rule the day. And joining me, as always, looking healthy over there in the John Wilkes, the techie trekkie. Oh, yeah. I, I Brian. feel healthy because I had a, 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 a great roast beef sandwich. <laughs> That's not supposed healthy. to make you feel healthy. Oh, my God. I feel so healthy right now. I think I can... <laughs> I could pull a car if I needed to. Brian, out of the snow. Brian, will, Brian Ellen Mitchell, he's one of the great ones. He is a lifesaver here at the Props Network, and I, I could tell he's bringing the gas tonight because Brian. during sound check, I said, Brian, will you say some words? And uh, he couldn't think of any. <laughs> Joel, words are hard, man. Okay. They're, they're hard. Okay. <laughs> After you eat a roast beef sandwich, you just want to pull things. You don't want to, you don't want to talk. All right, you wouldn't be a man just to show your boobs. <laughs> okay, so I know that's not what this show is about. Where was the roast beef sandwich? Tell me, talk me into this roast beef sandwich. You brought us here. Take us home. Oh, yeah, it was from somewhere in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> it, somewhere, it, it's, got, it's got mozzarella on it. I think like mutts. I think that's what people. I'm from Ohio. I don't know what mozzarella is. It's just cheese. We just use craft in Ohio. Okay, we don't make this fancy cheese, uh, but. But it's great. I, I had a great time. It, you had a, a roast beef sandwich from New Jersey today. Yes. Okay. You don't know where it's from. Nah, no, I don't need. I don't need to know those details. You I don't, just know that I got a sandwich from New Jersey. Did someone uh, bring it to you? Uh, Bruce yeah. Springsteen came to visit. Ooh, the boss did come, and you know, look at, look over now. <laughs> okay. We're having fun. Well, I'm so happy for you getting the roast beef. And we, are, I did have some of our viewers, listeners, whatever it is, uh, I don't know what to call them, if it's a YouTube stream or I don't know where they come from, but they're asking yeah. about you. They want to know what happened with that dog. Oh, well, we, we're we in the midst of getting the dog. I, mean, I think we I think we uh, Venmoed the person yesterday, so we're, we're dog ready. So oh. we might be getting a dog here in a week. So You, you bought a dog. Wait, you Venmoed someone for a dog? Is yeah. this dog also from New Jersey? Uh, Manhattan. Wish it was from New Jersey because that's where the roast beef comes from. So, uh, I, I'm just excited to have a little doggy over around to watch the Browns game. I uh, just uh, I have my own dog pound. I'm so I'm so excited. Oh wow, Brian's dog pound. What what what's a dog run these days? Uh, like like six hundo. Oh, so we got a good dog. What 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 kind of dog is is is? It's, it's like a lab like a lab mix, which is like fave. Like my favorite labs so are I'm nice. So excited! You is it going to have enough space? Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I am killing time here, and <laughs> people <laughs> do want to know what kind of bootleg dog gets paid for on Venmo, <laughs> and uh, it sounds to me like a good one. Um, I'll add it to the show. We'll we'll have some picks later. So. All right. Well, this show is nothing but picks and. In the service, I mean, we love talking about every game, breaking them down in detail, but this is not one of those weeks, huh? No, we are we are short of games. <laughs> yeah, we, we but we, it's a it's a great game. Yeah, it's a great game coming up. We're gonna we're gonna be there for you. Like, I don't think we need to talk about the AFC NFC championships. I don't think we need to talk about you know the breakdown of Chiefs versus Bucks. We're gonna be doing that, but. Yeah. Today, I want to do a big picture show to help the gamblers, to help the wagers, and I'm going to go through all of the different ways to bet on the Super Bowl, and I'm going to, you know, give some guideposts for, like, figuring out what the best way is for you, the viewer, to bet on the Super Bowl. 
Yes. I can't wait, Joel. I need your help. I, I got I got things to win. This is this is my time to win in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I I think I think we know what you I know how you're going to shake down. I will let you know if you al- align with that later. But we have yep. two items of business to get through before it happens. And we have to start with the worst segment we will ever do on this show. I will be clear that I'm going through a breakup at the moment. <laughs> My heart is wrenched. I put 10 years, 12 years into this relationship. You know, we got a lot of good times out of it. It didn't work yeah. out. And they're moving on. And we are talking, of, of course, about the odds of Matthew Stafford's next team. Yeah. How you feeling? <laughs> I, I was a little bit upset. I've been doing some writing in my diary about it. Because, yeah. you know, you, you got to realize this. We went 0-16 the day I graduated from college. He's 6'3", 220. I'm 6'3", 220. He does really well. He has moments, but he never quite, get, quite gets there. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what it's like to be a comedian, right? <laughs> being a comedian is like being St- Matthew Stafford. You can kill. You can have these, like, last-minute comebacks. But there's a lot of great ones out there. And sometimes you just have to do your best knowing you're not going to ultimately win. And that's what I learned yeah. from Matthew. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, he was like, okay, if I win this game, I'm going to I'm going to be at the Bellagio. I'm going to be uh, like this the best performer in the world. And then he just like as you said before, he likes to take those third uh, third down sacks and then That was off the air. Do you don't go running that your mouth <laughs> about that here. I I said that to you in private. <laughs> I would never besmirch him over the air. Ooh, he kinda did. You kinda did. You kinda did. But hey, hey, it's all right. It's gonna this is this is the breakup Stafford needs to finally go to the playoffs. Okay? And and you know, he did what he needed to. The team was so bad when he was drafted, he's never gonna actualize it and like my life going through his You remember that comeback win against the Browns when Matthew Stafford entered the collective consciousness, throwing a touchdown with a dislocated shoulder. I was homeless when that happened. I was living in an RV in just a meth village in Vallejo, California, stealing food to get by. Maddie showed me it was going to be all right, and it was. That's great. But it's all over now. It's all over. over. So we're going to go through the odds of his next team. I can bring some up. I have them via FanDuel. That's where I was able to find them, if you don't mind. So I got to go a little bit off book with what we're sharing. Sammy, if you got any issues, tell me not to show it. But we have the odds for Matthew Stafford's next team here pulled up via FanDuel. And we see the clubhouse leader is the Indianapolis Colts at plus 210. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel electrified. This is, I mean, come on. You've played 10 plus years in a dome and you're going to play anywhere else. You go back to a dome. All right. You, You go where you love it. You go where it stays. And the Colts are in the best spot because they're they have sixty-four mil in cap space. Like this is this is just a perfect storm for Stafford. Like this is where he needs to land. And uh the the Colts owner even said that he wants a uh, a veteran quarterback. So they're not drafting, they're not doing anything like that. They're looking for Matt. They need him. And this is true. It's the most win-now scenario that I see out there. The Colts, I think if you were to just, I can't say it every time, you write down the list of the top 32 players in football, you're probably going to have three Colts, you know, put on the list. So it's not that bad of an odds. And then he gets to work with Frank Reich. He's succeeding there. No, this is just, this is the perfect spot. You fi- He finally has a defense to to hang his hat on and not have to always play from behind. This is where he needs to go. This just just makes sense for for everybody. Uh, I the other spot I would say maybe the Patriots because they have fifty eight mil in, in cap space, which you know not not bad, not bad. But I think the Colts are just right there. 
And the, the Colts are right there. The Colts are my second favorite landing spot. And they are, you can get them at around plus 210, Patriots plus 350. And then you got the San Francisco 49ers plus Ooh. 350. That's where the rumors are swirling like that wind around candlestick, my friend. <laughs> you put them, you get rid of Garoppolo. He's been terrible. You don't need a quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's offense, but you're getting an arm and... I don't see I, that one working out as well. No, I, I don't think San Fran. They're they're. I feel like their roster is in a little little flux issue. They they don't have all the pieces where the Colts look like the, the better spot. I just. I they just not that good. Like they're good, but like. Uh, Are they that know. good? Because they have an effective offense through all these kind of device sort of throws. So you're putting a traditional pocket passer in that setup to throw like kind of weird outs to Debo Samuel, give yeah. it to, to George Kittle every time. I don't see how that offense gets the most out of him. So they're better off with just a game manager there. Yeah. Patriots, they're not in a win now mode. And this, our next one, they are coming in at four to one and they are my favorite team. Miami Dolphins. Let's make Whoa. that one happen. What? What about the this? Dolphins? Up? Yeah. Oh, come on. Dolphins are picking third and 21st overall, right? Yeah. Dolphins mm -hmm. picked a quarterback fifth overall last year. They put him in to evaluate him. I don't think that evaluation went as planned. So mm -hmm. hear me out. This offer, I would be very inclined to take. And I like it, actually. I like this one the best for Miami. Yeah. 21 Tua for Stafford. Oh, they keep three. They're they're taking an elite secondary, an elite mm. running game, and they're adding Stafford and Jamar Chase to it. That gives you the path to contend in the AFC East. New England ain't ready. Jets ain't ready. You can get Stafford and Jamar and go after Buffalo. Let's get this, Miami. Wow. Um. Yeah, let me trade in my pick for the Colts. Let's go Miami. I love that pick. Yeah, my Ooh. Stafford and Teal. It's like I just put my Lions jersey in with a little bleach, and it's not so <laughs> different. <laughs> no, I think that's the way to go. Oh, my God. Let me check the Miami Dolphins uh, cap space here. It 23 mil. 23, 23 mil. mil. And you know what? They can say, they're not going to use two. They're probably moving on anyway, so you just have – in the roster with that with that run game, with that secondary, yeah. I would kind of think they're closer to win now mode than you would think. Yeah, no. I mean, that was kind of their hindrance, right? I mean, even when uh, Fitzmagic was in there, they were still pretty competent. Like they, they were winning games. So Ooh, man, they're throwing a little just sprinkle in a little Stafford in that mix. And ooh, no you no, got yourself a stew, baby. And nobody's talking about the Dolphins as a destination, but I see it being the best offer for both sides here. Yeah. It is yeah. it is possible the Lions could say, you know, fleece a team like Washington, who's eight to one. I could see them giving up first picks. I could see Maybe throwing down a few shekels on the Washington football team at eight to one, or the Vegas Raiders at twelve to one. No, I mean you got. This is where the Dolphins shine. They have so they have so many assets. You got to use them. This is this is perfect. And what what are you gonna get? Because I wouldn't trade like the the third one. You know, like the third overall. Like if you give me that late first rounder, I'm totally fine with that because yeah. I because the Dolphins have so many holes. Not the Dolphins, but the Lions. They need that. They need middle linebackers. They need uh, defensive line, just like all, all the lines in there. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you, you put two in that mix. He gets a fresh start, and it kind of looked to me, call me crazy, but it looked like he was out there for the Dolphins without learning the entire playbook last year. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, it, it, it was really, hey, just uh, use your athletic ability. Can you do that, Tua? It's like, that's, that's great, but... Uh, you're going to get picked off a lot. Yeah, and I've watched him play. Tua does, is not a conservative quarterback. He puts the ball down the field, and it, that's why I think he wasn't ready to throw those routes. He didn't know them. He, uh, You know, that's going to be tough because what the Dolphins have done, they've, they've been doing a little uh, coaching movement uh, over the past week because they hired 
Charlie Fry, ex Akron Zip. Oh no, Charlie as Fry, their, Jesus as Christ their, himself. <laughs> they hired him as the uh, quarterback coach that was with Tua in the Elite Eleven. So th- they're they're putting things in place to be like, okay, like we're we're maximizing how we can make Tua succeed, which is great, and which is kind of what you do. So you do that, you let him develop, you get Matt Stafford, and Matt Stafford goes for like a two-year, $42 million deal, and you just call it a day. But we let him develop. We get Tua. Tua's coming back. It's Tua and 21. (laughs) No, no less than that. We need that. Uh, Yeah. You might get get Fitz Magic. That's fine. No, I don't want Fitz Magic. He's too popular for me. That's that's like everyone loved what? Napoleon Dynamite. I didn't. I didn't get it. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> how dare it's you! It's some that quirky great... thing that people talk about on the on the internet, and I I don't get it. I'm uh, I'm so upset because Napoleon Dynamite is the best thing in the world. Okay? No, I I hate that movie. So that that's our, that's my pick. I, I I'm gonna advise. Two bets for the Stafford sweepstakes. I don't okay. think this is a Napoleon Dynamite show, so I'm going to segue <laughs> away from there, Dean Kamen style. So, Colts, they're the favorite. Then, you know, I like Miami. Give me a little bit of that teal magic. The odds are going up, so grab that one now. All right. Okay, so, Brian... You were not looking forward to this. What's that? I was get, I've was i been getting my name dragged through the mug for my... How I talk about Andre Drummond. I don't yes. acknowledge his skills as a basketball player. I think it's kind of grounded in a immaturity that will never allow him to be part of something truly special on the basketball court. You well, know, hey, that's with me with with Colin Sexton. I'm like, man, this guy's a bum. I don't want him. But then he keeps putting up 20 plus. <laughs> okay, like, all right. Yeah, Sexton, Garland, they're playing themselves into form. In like a lot of the basketball fans, they love what's going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. for Mr. Drummond. What? I hear that he's trying to force his way into a buyout, and he will then. Sign with the Brooklyn Nets. If he wants a buyout, no, no, no. you can't buy out. We trade you. Okay? No, 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 we no. Trade you. You already traded for him. You already got your trade back because a month ago, when James Harden went to the Brooklyn Nets, there was, it was a four-team trade, and one yep. of the teams, your Cavaliers, were included for no friggin' reason at all. They got ended up Jared with Jared Allen. Allen. We got Jared Allen for a Coles gift card, man. Exactly. You got this guy. And the, old, the someone the Nets franchise developed for four years, someone who got better every season, and someone who's the perfect guy to play in that offense, and he gave him away for nothing. It was great. So I think there was a little underneath-the-table talk. I think an agreement was made where, you, hey, you send us Jared Allen now. We're going to transition over our centers. Then we'll buy out Andre, and he'll be sure to go wherever he wants with the kind of wink-wink, nod-nod that he's tight with Kyrie, and he's from the New York area. I don't, I don't like that because I want something. I want more people. Yeah. I want your – I want. I mean, they probably don't even have any first-round draft picks for – until uh, 2030, but that's fine. But all you um, gave up for him was a second-round draft pick. You turned that into a season of Andre Drummond and now Jared Allen moving forward. That's good yeah. management from the Cavs. I guess, but I just hate losing players just for free, you know, especially if you're playing well, you know? But you, doesn't make- no, you're not losing them for free. you got to acknowledge that you guys are a corrupt organization that <laughs> doesn't you. play by the rules. How dare you? Dan Gilbert is a saint that loves to use Comic Sans <laughs> to get back to LeBron James, okay? So <laughs> we're not corrupt. There's no crap. Yeah, he's got less questionable font choices than the Unabomber. <laughs> so <laughs> shouts to Dan Gilbert for that one. Honestly, given that he, there is a market for Drummond, that he's having his best season Seeing these rumors and seeing Jared Allen on the Cavs, 
I have no choice but to speculate where this came from. Hey, that I I like it. You know, it, it it's up there with all your uh, all your conspiracy theories, especially our UFO ones. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I just hate to lose people, but that's okay. But I guess that's fine because like Jared Allen is is where we want to be. No, it, and it, it's like you getting your dog right. You yeah. sent the Venmo. And it's the oh. Venmo clears. You gave them what they need. It's just gonna take a while for you to get <laughs> what you need. They, they didn't. Okay. I'm cool with that. All right. You you put it in my terms, Joel, and I'm, I understand. All right. So it's a good buyout. It's a good buyout. Let's talk monkey knife fight. They are the fastest growing daily fantasy site in America. What's the fastest growing fantasy site in America? Okay, unlike big players like DraftKings and FanDuel, you're not competing as pros. There's no time-consuming salary gaps. And monkey knife fight, they have a wide variety of games you can play every day for NBA, NFL, NHL, golf, soccer, UFC, League of Legends, and more, which AOC plays. And just for listening to the show, you can get a big monkey knife fight fighting bonus with code WALKON. What if it was just like, and just for listening to the show, you can get a big monkey knife. <laughs> Use code WALKON when you sign up and make a deposit, and you will get a 100% bonus up to $50 to start monkeying around. I'm going to change the copy there because it says monkey knifing. And <laughs> talk about, I played this week. I had a good time. It was an extremely easy to use interfaces. I know they're rolling out some great games for the Super Bowl. And I encourage you guys to play. Use code WALKON20. It's 18 plus, 21 in some states. And if you or someone you know have a gambling problem, and are being a little compulsive, call 1-800-GAMBLER today or visit 800.GAMBLER.ORG. Oh, yeah, you probably called the walk-on. Yeah, walk-on. Yeah. Cooper Cup, the walk-on. <laughs> okay, so we, we're getting yelled at. We're getting yelled at to talk about betting. I thought the 10-minute uh, conversation about Matthew Stafford's next team lines was uh, gambling-related, but that's just me, huh? Okay, so let's talk Super Bowl. Brian, have you ever bet on the Super Bowl? Um, just squares. I've only done the squares. Okay, and that's okay. We're going to talk about squares. It's absolutely okay to bet on squares. And I do think that the Super Bowl can be a tough day for gamblers because there's a lot of hype, but the game itself, it's about four and a half hours. And if you overbet, if you overextend, you're going to waste the last football game of the year looking at your phone, going over your bets. So I think the biggest mistake gamblers make on the Super Bowl is making bets that interfere with their enjoyment of the game. And the Super Bowl, that's the easiest place to make that mistake. Oh, well, yeah. I You got to bet on like when Shakira is going to catch a touchdown like that's just good props you know that those are good bets to have yeah and i encourage that and but i want you to pick the one or two types of gambling that are for you you try and do everything yeah. that's a terrible super bowl okay all right so, so I've, what, what's a what's a bet that uh would ruin ruin your your watch time do you think well i mean if you just too ma do too many things if you're playing squares if you're doing props if you also have a bet on the game you have seven or eight things to keep track of i think people should pick the two or three things that kind of suit them most as gamblers and go that route okay all right so let's talk about squares first yeah. of all brian you've played squares before do you want to try and give us a brief explanation of what your squares experience was um i've always lost uh for probably 10 years i've, I've never i've never won a square um it, it's always been tough because i don't know what what to pick that's always my problem joel i hope you can help me with this yeah and i know there's strategy out there but i don't know and there is a strategy and first of all i would advise people that if you're allowed to pick your square that's not a pool you want to be in. That's rigged already because there are certain numbers, specifically in the first quarter, like that zero zero. That's uh -huh. the best value there is. So that's if, it. 
I mean, if you're going around 0-0 zero, zero after the first quarter is great, 7-3 after the first quarter is great, 7-7, seven, seven, and then a 4 and a 3 for the fourth quarter, there is maybe 15% of the options that are more valuable than any of the other ones, and it's not close, so it needs to be random. If someone's asking you to pick your square, you are the square in that scenario, my friend. You. So I've been getting taken the whole time. This whole time. Yeah. You. You. Did you pick your square? Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you want. Oh Be no. Because by virtue of that, whoever picks their square first has the largest percent chance of winning the entire pool. Bonkers. There. Oh. There goes my thousand dollars. I always just put down a thousand dollars on a square, and <laughs> they always take the money from me. This is. This is why. Now I know. Now I know. Yeah, and if you look at it, like the odds are kind of in your favor. If you if you have a seven and a four, mm -hmm. you have an eleven point three percent chance of winning Super Bowl squares. I hate that. If you have a one that. and a seven or a one and a four or a five, yeah. you've got a five percent chance. So if you look at all the Super Bowls. Only a handful are worth betting on at all. Oh my goodness! I'm not. I I shouldn't do squares. I already gave away my thousand dollars, but I I, I, want, I want to see if I can get my money back. Exactly, because the people who start squares, they're started at bars, and you're in the bar, you buy them. But when they're put out, they're signing up for those th those ones and those sevens. They're signing up for those good spots. It is a pyramid scheme if you're not if it's not randomized. See, this is my fault. I've always, I've always got into pyramid schemes just out of nowhere, and this is my problem. So thank you, Joel. I needed this. No, and there, it can be good. I mean, they can be great for parties, mm -hmm. camaraderie, or the casual fan. I think it's a good um, rule of the – it could be good for you if your boss asks you to join a pool and you're, ask, you're trying to get a raise. Maybe you want to do a Super Bowl square. If you hear the phrase Super Bowl party and your first thought is maybe I should make a casserole, maybe a Super Bowl square is for you. Yeah, if, I love casseroles. Yeah, so, that's great. Okay. And I do <laughs> like it because the one best thing about the squares are you can adapt it to the puppy bowl. Oh. So yes. I would I would go other ways. I wouldn't bet on the halftime show because you want to enjoy that music. Do the second screen for the puppy bowl. Get the squares going. Yeah, I want a puppy bowl square all day. I want if a, 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 it should be like a, if a lab scores a touchdown first, should be the win. I want that. I want that. Yeah. So they do have that. I've done it before. It's a great time. And I guess the second way you can do it is to bet on the Super Bowl is pick a pick a spread, pick an over under, pick the game line, mm -hmm. and. What is it? Come on. If you're listening to this show, you know what the lines are. Vegas tells you what they think the margin of victory or the margin of total points will be. You Anything that's above that line, you're a winner. Anything below that line, you're a loser. And that's kind of true for film sets. If you're below the line, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that as someone who worked below the line for a decade. Probably the most humbling moment of my life was um i did a photo shoot with a horse and the horse was above me on a call sheet but i digress hey hey the Denver broncos you know that's what you get you know i'm talking about my horse anecdote you're responding with hey <laughs> come on brian Sorry, you're, you're really making me saddle over here <laughs> <laughs> but okay spread bet that's the meat and potatoes it's the best match if you Thank you have insight. If you are a football fan and you have an angle on this game, you know, I think that's the way to do it. This is the bet for fans. This is a bet for people who have a sophisticated opinion and that's when to do it. You in this instance, I I don't like it, but I would probably be taking the Buccaneers plus 3 here. Oh yeah. I will be all over this under. Oh, yeah. So what we got? Over, yeah. under. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So 
if you're if you know these teams, if you're familiar with their schemes and you just have an idea for how this game will break down exactly, that's when to place a a line bet. And if you are in one of these states, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, West Virginia, my home state, Michigan, Tennessee, home of the Don Singstick, throw down, do a spread bet. This is a way to celebrate your knowledge as a football fan, win or lose. And you see our tool here, all the different options. But there's one instance in which I don't think football fans should bet on the spread for the Super Bowl. What you mean? If you have a team in it. Mm. If you've got a team in the Super Bowl, you can't do it. You got to throw that karma out the window because, Brian, bring on those money lines. Let's see those money lines. Let me give you these money lines for you. Because... If your team is there, take it from me. Someone whose team has never been to a Super Bowl and brought, and I'm friends with someone whose team has also never been to a Super Bowl. Pretty close. We were pretty close, yeah. Yeah, you were okay. And like sometimes, if you care about this, a game is too important to lay points on. If I grew up in Kansas City and I watched this team for 10 years, am I going to subject myself to the idea, to the possibility of throwing down on my favorite team by three? And then having my team win the Super Bowl and I'm a little pissed off about something? No. <laughs> yeah, I would I would throw the whole the, the whole mortgage on on the Browns if they were there. That would probably be a bad move. But you know, it was fun. It was fun while I was watching. <laughs> yeah, you had a good quarter till <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean if you're a Bucks fan, if you've been waiting since Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks for this team to get back there. Don't get don't get the plus three. Take the money line because you've been on this ship for an entire season. Now is the time where it's a binary outcome. There is no next week. It's are you a Super Bowl champion? Yes or no. The money line allows you to make the bet on the only thing that matters. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, Joel. I think this is the best way to go for you. Yeah, uh, it, it it just makes sense and it, it and it doesn't. You're you're not attached to it really, you know. You know you just know, you know where it is, and you know the line. Yeah, so this you, is where you want to be. You just make the bet in extension of your fandom. It's the simplest way to do it because you know we gamble for fun. We gamble to make these experiences better, and we want to make have the emotional connection to our team be slightly more important than the bets we have on the Super Bowl. That's no, Joe, Joe, if, if the money line moves at all, do I? Do you still just stay put, or like because like sometimes if it if it changes anything, you're like, oh, I should probably change my bet or something. Like that. You wait, you place it that day. You 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 wake up in the morning. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and you bet on your favorite team to win. You look at it once. You don't look back. And that day during the game, you're just present. You're with your team. You're utilizing the secret. You're pushing them on to victory because that's your bed. That's all you will ultimately care about. So if you are a Chiefs or Bucks fan, money line is the way to go. All right. Good to know. So we talked about the casuals. We talked about the football fans. We talked about the fans of the teams. Now let's break it down for people who are true gamblers. Ooh. We have a couple of fun practices, and let's talk about game player props. These are the real Super Bowl tradition. Forget the Super Bowls. Forget the halftime show. The best thing the Super Bowl has ever given us, player props. You go on to PointsBet, great sponsor. BetMGM, great sponsor. And you see all of these sort of player, player props. You go to Monkey Knife Fight, great sponsor and you see all these great offerings and all these player props were invented for the super bowl oh yeah uh, i i love player props they're so fun do you know the history of player props no <laughs> so there was the, sp- the best sports book in the world is possibly maybe considered the westgate in las vegas formerly called the las vegas hilton and they started opening up Prop bets for individual game in the first Super Bowl prop bet was Will William, the refrigerator Perry, score a touchdown in Super Bowl 20. 20 Beautiful. to 1, 
he would score a touchdown. I love that. That's so good. And you know what? In the course of that game, he did score a touchdown. He hit it 20 to 1. It was one of the best wins for gamblers history. But if you go back and look at Walter Payton's career, if you read his biography, I Loved Sweetness by Jeff Perlman, one of the biggest black eyes on an otherwise illustrious career was him not getting a touchdown in that Super Bowl in which they scored 55 points. Ooh. So was Dick on this? (laughs) Did Dick bet on the first prop bet ever? Because if he's making money on this bet, he doesn't care about giving seven draft picks for Ricky Williams in a decade. Oh, so that means that he did. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it, it just is not... Buddy Ryan hated... William Perry playing fullback. They paid out $120,000. And I think by that bet hitting, that's what created the futures market. This at that time, the fridge was on lunchboxes. Every time he ran in the end zone, it was like a public celebration because he's such a lovable goofball. (laughs) Gap tooth nation. What up? But (laughs) if that didn't hit, we wouldn't be betting on props now. Thank you. Thank you, Perry. Thank you, Ditka. Thank you. Thank you, Fridge. That's what I sound like every time I eat dinner. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I think these bets are great for knowledgeable fans if, like, a spread isn't enough. If you think, you know what, there's a Gronk game. If you think there's a Ronald Jones experience. If you think Fournette is about to rumble... These are the bets for you. And when I say don't overextend yourself, I don't mean you can't throw down on a ton of bets. I mean, don't throw down on a bunch of different categories because if you're playing player or game props, you throw down on five or six. Mm -hmm. In this one, um, just quick tangent, over on total sacks for the game, that would be something I would really be bullish on. Oh, yeah. You just have the five or six things you want to see happen, and you bet on those specific things to happen. There's no bad beats. It's a simple yes or no most of the time. There are occasionally some bad beats, but it's usually pretty straightforward whether or not it's going to hit. My favorite one, Joel, is when, like, who's going to score the first touchdown? I feel those, those are my good ones. Those are fun because there's great odds, there's great upside, and there's an end to sight with that bet. Because I'm glad you mentioned that because the bad part about Super Bowl prop bets is if you go to a Super Bowl party. What do you mean? You are going to annoy the people (laughs) around you so much. Everyone. You're not enjoying the game. You're just you're, you're just white knuckling, just be like, oh boy, I don't, I need to get this. Yeah, everyone is so emotionally invested, and you care about something very esoteric. That's you have to make the choice to be that person who, oh, people are caring about Pat Mahomes winning his second goat versus goat. I care about Clyde Edwards Hilaire total carries. <laughs> Yeah, there, is there like any good Scotty Miller props? Because that's I think that's going to be a good one. Yeah, he might, he might. Anyone scrappy, anyone notable, the props get blown up. If you've heard of somebody, maybe don't be taking their props. But <laughs> in this instance, it's sort of like I think a million dollar idea is you open up a sports bar yeah. where people aren't allowed to talk about their fantasy teams. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wobbles be out of business. That that's so good. Yeah, you get electroshocked every time you say, I have him on my <laughs> <laughs> And this is similar to this. Like, you better be have really solid relationships with those around you. That that's why I only watch football by myself most of the time. <laughs> Cause like you can't help but betting emotionally changes the way you watch a game. And to have money on the silliest things can be fun. And so do you recall any any uh, prop bets from like last Super Bowl or anything like that that you that you hit? Last Super Bowl, you know what? Last Super Bowl, I actually just placed a giant bet on the Chiefs, so I mm-hmm. I did the money line approach. Yeah. I didn't think that 
you know, San Francisco had any business being with them. Mm-hmm. And I did okay with that. Nice. Yeah. So what can you do about that? And, but there is a loophole for props. Mm. There's one type of props that make every party pop. And I'm, those crazy props are incredible. Oh, uh, uh, to make the, uh, the party pop in a prop. That's what I like. I'm talking first song at the Super Bowl halftime show, length of the national anthem. These are simple ideas oh. that everyone can get around and track perfectly. Like having like Kelsey six and a half catches. No one's going to remember that. Yeah. Timing the national anthem. That makes the experience in the room for everybody so much better. Ooh, do, you, do you think the weekend's going to do that Sonic the Hedgehog song first? What's, how's that one go again? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that song's incredible. You know he's playing that at some point, and you're gonna be blinded by profits. It's it, I think it's gonna be like a third one because he's gonna you have to do like an old weekend song, but it's his probably most commercial hit. But I don't know. Ooh, I don't know how much money I'm gonna spend so much on it. <laughs> incredible. That I mean, it yeah. These make it better. And it, it's just such a fun wrinkle. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. So you pick your two favorite. You want to, it depends on how many people are around. It depends on how much of a vested interest you have. But you don't want to be, if you do all of them, you're not yeah. going to watch any of the game. Hell no. You do two <laughs> or three, you have the right balance. Something to check during those commercials that isn't as funny. Right. Okay. I, oh, there's. Is there? Is there? Do you do commercial bets too on that? You can. <gasps> you can absolutely do a commercial. There are prop bets for commercials that are absolutely crazy. So the offerings for these ones, the way you do this one, yeah, you throw down on these while people are waiting for the game to start. These you place at five o'clock on Sunday while people are just snacking on chips and dip, waiting for the game to kick off. And that way you get everyone in on these because these are more of a collective experience. Mm, Okay. I like that. All right. Yeah. So I think so. And I think the boss man is liking this. I do have, I do have one last one. Oh, what's that? Okay. Good news, bad news. What? (laughs) Good news, bad news. Which one do you want first? Uh, Go bad news. This is by far the worst gambling way to gamble on anything. It's okay. so stupid and inefficient and not fun for... It's only fun in a limited way. All right. I'll get it. <laughs> now, what's the second part? Good news? Good news, yeah. I made it up. <laughs> what? Here's the deal. It's a Super Bowl MVP game. You can only do this at big parties, so you can, o- you can only play this one if you're vaccinated or if you live in a place that doesn't really take COVID seriously like the United States. But um, (laughs) what you do is active rosters on the Super Bowl, Uh 53 man. You write every player's name from both squads on a piece of paper. You put them in a hat. You sell the pieces of paper for a dollar. Winner take all. What the hell is this? I've done it one this time. This is a pyramid scheme. No, no, this no. I did not. Do, I did it one time. I did it for Broncos and C and Panthers when Von Miller won the MVP. A hundred and three people got in on this, and it was so fun going around picking names, people sh- cheering for obscure offensive linemen. This is a great way to rally. It's okay. the Walkowski Super Bowl MVP game. And it's a gosh darn gas, my friend. Okay, that's uh, okay. That sounds a lot of fun, but for you to write down over a hundred and ten players doesn't seem fun. But I like. Well, you're just practicing your cursive. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I like to think that penmanship is next to godliness. Uh, yeah, I think it's cleanliness, but yeah, you're close. <laughs> Good penmanship is its own form of cleanliness. It shows that you care. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> good bet, though. I like that. That's a good idea. Good bet. And it, it's really fun. And I've been having so much fun at the Props Network this past week. I'm doing the NBA picks every day. I'm getting on with Brian. We're talking props drop. So smash that subscribe button. We do great stuff every day. Tomorrow, Dexter and the boys, they're doing NBA picking props. I'm coming back Saturday to pick some NBA games. And then I'm going to use my old finance brain to talk about how the GameStop scandal is actually going to negatively impact the Mets. So Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. do that. 100% 100% and we're going to smash that subscribe button take the ride so we went over all the ways to talk to bet on the Super Bowl so Brian what, what do you think your favorite way to bet would be thinking about it and seeing everything um, really don't want to do squares I, I want to do uh, money lines good but I also love the, the player props and the game props so I feel like to min because you're saying the big thing is like to minimize your bets, focus on where you want to be, and I think player and player and game props is where I want to go. Yeah, and I I think that's the way to do it for the Super Bowl this year. You do the player props, you do the crazy props, and you make it a collective for whoever is watching in the room or on Zoom with you. They they're just an easy thing for the average person to get excited about. And I want to make whoever's around me for the Super Bowl have as much fun as possible. So I'm with you, Brian. I'm going to be a prop boy on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I like it. So there is another form of gambling I want to talk about. What's that? And this is probably dealing with some of the best athletes we've ever dealt with on the show. (laughs) More athletically gifted than the NBA players we've talked about or the NFL or MLB or even soccer competitors, even MMA. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm talking about the WWE. This Sunday is the Royal Rumble. And let's talk about the Royal Rumble pool. Why are we covering the Royal Rumble? (laughs) Please tell me. (laughs) Because it's the single most fun gambling experience you will ever have in your entire life. I would say that I watching a Royal Rumble. You are on. You're on your uh, your tippy toes, just in the excitement because you don't know what's going to happen. And you never do. Here's what: a, if you don't know what a Royal Rumble is, it's a battle royale. You don't get pinned. You get eliminated when you're thrown over the top rope, and your two feet hit the ground. And it starts with two guys in the ring. Every two minutes, every or maybe it's ninety seconds now, another wrestler comes out. You don't know who they'll be, so what you do is you get 30 numbers. Everyone buys a number, and they get that number, whoever comes out at that slot. And Ooh, wow. It's fantastic. Okay. You every We bet, not just to make money, not just to have fun for that moment of decisiveness. That's when the knuckles are white and the brow is beaded with sweat. And that's what you're going to get guaranteed with the Royal Rumble. Now, whenever someone comes out, you get that chant. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And when the numbers hit, you get that. The music strikes and you know whether you made a good or a bad investment Everyone gets that moment in a Royal Rumble pool. It's the most socialist form of gambling whatsoever and a guaranteed good time win or lose. Yeah, no, I, I want I want I went into this. I want into this pool. This, I, is, this is great. I do have a pool. If you want to get in on my rumble pool. I will make it happen for you. Come on, brother. And there's two rumbles. There's a women's rumble and there's a men's rumble. You do dollar pools, you do $5 pools, and you do 24 bucks. Everyone gets eight total entries, and that's a really fun three hours on a yes, Sunday sir. night. Yes, sir, it is. That's how, that's how you end. That's how you end that Sunday. You get in that pool. Maybe hit one of your props. Oh, that's a sweet Sunday. And there's nothing on this Sunday except for the Royal Rumble. There's no NFL, but the Royal Rumble has very smartly taken over that gap 
And he's like, oh, how can I gamble on the Royal Rumble? You've been able to gamble on it the entire time. It's the best gambling in the world. Everyone gets a great moment. And it is, if you win, it's a hell of a payout as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, talk to me off the air. I got some spots for you, my friend. And 730, we will be throwing down. All right. I'm going to be grappling. I'm going to practice my grappling so I can figure out which number to use. You don't get to pick. It's random. Oh, I even love it better. You, love you, I'm, you do the random. You make the Google spreadsheet. And if anyone wants a Google spreadsheet to make a, a rumble pool, I have it made already. You just share it to your friends, reach out to me, or we could even put it on the props network itself. Maybe make it downloadable so you can run your own Royal Rumble yeah, pool. You you make that thing shareable, Joel. I, I have it right now. I will make it. You we could <laughs> you can hit me up and I will email it to you immediately. But yeah, it's a great form of gambling, and I encourage everyone to get in on the Royal Rumble pool as a satiation for next Sunday. Oh yeah. Great idea. Yeah, great idea. And if you did like today's episode, hit up the Props Network. We tried a little bit, something a little bit differently than what we normally do. As much as I love breaking down games with Brian, I do have to face the reality that there won't be any football games for a while. (laughs) So we're going to have to come up with some different conversations to have and... On that note, I want to put it out to the viewers, the listeners, and let them know that I'm someone who likes to research, someone who likes to do my homework. And if you have a topic in related to Vegas or gambling or the sports book or even making models or historical betting lines, hit me up, tag the Props Network. I would be happy to do a Jacques Cousteau and do a deep dive on the topic of your choosing. <laughs> What? You pulled out a Jacques Cousteau. He's like, uh, pull out a Jacques Cousteau like he is a Frenchman emerging from the sea. He is uh, looking for the mollusk. And they found uh, the octopus. <laughs> oh, my God. You think Sam do, we is... Gotta, we got to do this show from a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I love submarines, and I got food poisoning in once, one once, and you want to make a bathroom smell... You know, you could do that, but you want to make a submarine smell? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, I should not have said that. I knew I shouldn't have included that anecdote, and it wasn't good for anybody. <laughs> well, Brian, is there anything you want to end on here today? Any last words of wisdom you want to um, impart? Really, just uh, you're, you might be right about um, what's-his-face uh, Drummond, but you know, we'll, we'll just see. Right about Drummond, as I've been my entire life. I love being on the Props Network. I look forward to it every day. And come Saturday, I will be on again talking the NBA, talking MLB. So come hang out with me and and hit subscribe on that YouTube page, okay? All right. Well, I had a great time today for Brian Allen Mitchell, for the Props Network. This is Joel Walkowski. Walking off. <laughs>